Hi, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, joined by my good friend who also happens to be a Sports Illustrated Fan Nation uh, beat writer from the All Dolphins. That is my good buddy, you know, stranger here, Alan Pupar. So glad to have him with us. I was on his podcast earlier in the week. Man, I made some waves. And that's okay because I I meant everything I said. I stand by it. In fact, one guy said to me, you couldn't name five Dolphins, and I named like 25 or 30 of them. um, And as we get ready for this game, I'm going to tell you, first of all, what I said on his podcast that was very controversial. I said the defense is the Achilles heel. And I meant it because that offense is so good, there has to be a weakness. And – Their weakness is their defense, and I think their defense is good. I never said I thought their defense was going to be bad. In fact, I agreed with Allen that by the end of the year, I think the defense is going to actually win them some football games. Um, I I didn't understand why everyone got so hurt. I don't think I said anything at all disrespectful about the fish. But to talk about this game and look ahead with us, it's my good buddy, Allen. Allen, how are you, bud? I'm doing great, Hondo. How are you, man? Good. Did you think I was disrespectful to the Dolphins at all? I said they were a great team. No, I think where some of the our fans uh, of the All Dolphins podcast had a little bit of an issue is you weren't deferential enough to the greatness of the Dolphins and suggesting that the Raiders have a chance and maybe overselling the Raiders. Um, the only thing I would say in terms of your comments regarding the Dolphin defense is – that while statistically it's a little behind the the offense, it's really come on lately, let's say the past month or so, and that's even before Jalen Ramsey joined the lineup. And Jalen Ramsey obviously is a difference maker. But even before that, um, they were starting to come on. And it, and it was – part of it was like and, – and you might be familiar with that idea is – some of it was like the turnaround started after they lost at Buffalo in week four. And their next two games were against the Giants in Carolina. And we were like, yeah, they play great defense, but it's the Giants in Carolina. Uh, but then they played the Eagles in week seven, Sunday night game in Philly, where they were great against the run and stopping that Eagles rushing attack is no picnic. Uh, but they got hurt by A.J. Brown on a lot of, of improvised stuff by Jalen Hurts. So it was to me that wasn't so even though the numbers weren't great, that wasn't so much like the defense was bad. You tip your hat to the guy making plays off of broken stuff, which is going to happen when you face a good player. And then against the Chiefs in Germany two weeks ago, they held the Chiefs to 267 yards. Yep. Uh and it was a 21-14 game, and one of those is a fumble return for a touchdown. So the defense right now is really good. Um and the offense at home has been scary on the road, not so much, but on the road they've also played KC, Buffalo, and Philly, which are three really good teams. Um, I don't like people who go on different radio stations or podcasts and say different things than what they tell the home. I don't respect those people. I said on your show, if they played this game 10 times, I expected the Dolphins to win seven. Um, I what eight or nine? Okay, <laughs> okay, 
All right. Well, you may say eight or nine. That's fine. I say seven. And here's why I say seven, because that Raiders defense has been very, very good. Statistically, even it only gives up 20 points a game, 334, 335 yards compared to the Dolphins, 320. But they're giving up 25 points. Um, and I think the way that their defense is so physical, it gives them a puncher's chance. Um Again, you may say eight or nine, which is totally fair. I say, you know, the, the, the Raiders would win three. But the point of the matter is, is it's an uphill battle for the silver and black. And when I look at this game, here is how I break it down, Ellen. Number one, to me, this comes down to the Raiders when, when Miami's lost, and I'm getting better because you know I say it, Miami, and I'm getting better. It's Miami. I'm getting you're good. From, but you're from the Midwest. That, that, that's perfectly acceptable to say Miami. Don Shula used to say Cincinnati all the time. Isn't that what it's called, Cincinnati? I, I say Cincinnati, but. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, anyway. But here is when they've lost the three games they've lost have one thing in common. Now, we all know the first five yards, you are allowed to be as physical with a wide receiver as you want. The next five yards, if you're up in their grill at the end of five, they're allowing you to still be connected while separation's being created. So if a Jalen Ramsey at the five-yard marker, if he's all into Devontae Adams, they're not calling the interference at seven yards because they understand. So the 10 yards, they give you five. Five's the rule. They give you 10 to create separation. Here's my point. In the three games that the Dolphins have lost, the only way you stop the Dolphin offense is to be so physical that you cause those receivers because it's a timing offense to get out of timing so that Tua is not able to go, run, stop, throw to a spot. <clears throat> That's just a fact. I think that is a big if, but I think the Raiders do have some reasons for optimism. Number one, Ja'Korian Bennett is very fast. And within that five-yard window, you can do a lot of damage if you're physical. Him, Nate Hobbs, etc. Now, they're going to move Tyreek in motion and everything else to avoid that. I get it. McDaniels is a great coach. and But that's the first key. And number two is, whether people want to hear it down in Miami or, uh, Miami or not, Tua <clears throat> doesn't take a beating well. And so why the offensive i mean why the defensive backs are getting physical with the receivers you got to get pressure and you got to hit to up again i said to enrique your co-host um that's a big if it's a enrique. huge risk enrique you mean omar i mean omar excuse me i said enrique but i i did an interview earlier with an enrique forgive me oh, i told omar your co-host i said listen that's a big risk it's hard to do, and it's not everyone's going to be able to do it. But if the Raiders win, that's how they win. Your thoughts on the analysis of me with the Raiders' defense against your offense? Well, I'm going to start off with 
I agree with you that the way you stop this, for the, the 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 biggest key to stopping this offense is you have to somehow control Tyreek Hill because he's it's crazy what what he can what he does. And you suggested being very physical at the line of scrimmage, and that absolutely makes sense. Here's here's one difference though, and this is where the Dolphins are a different team at home than they are on the road. Is what Tyreek will do has done on the road. I'm sorry, at home, every game is he literally he will go in motion almost getting to full speed going outside and times it where at the snap he's turning up and generally is able to avoid the, the contact immediately at the line of scrimmage and he gets a free release like that good luck staying with him because um, newsflash the dude's fast the thing is and and that requires first of all like in, incredible timing with him and Tua, and then a quick look behind where where he's hearing Tua, and also the quick look behind, so they times it. I mean, it almost at times almost looks like CFL football, where they actually are motioning towards a line, and like who was it, uh, Jawan Taylor, I think, or Lane Johnson, the offensive tackles were accused of backing up quicker than the snap. And that's, and sometimes they time it perfectly, but it still looks almost like a penalty. Well, that's what Tyreek will do. Where a lot of times you're going to be like, hey, that's that's illegal forward, that's illegal motion. It's not. He just times it perfect. And it's a lot tougher to do on the road than it is at home. So that's one thing. You also, I do want to t- take you up on your suggesting of like Tua doesn't take a pounding. No, he doesn't because he's not big, even though he's gotten thicker. But the thing is, he hasn't gotten taken a pounding this year at all. Um uh, He's gotten sacked a little bit more in the last few weeks after barely being sacked early on. But now what he's done, which was a problem early on in his career, is if there's any kind of pressure around him, he's going to go down. He is not subjecting himself to taking shots because of the concussion issues he had last year. And even at the even at the cost of sometimes giving up on a play that potentially he could keep alive. So I'm not sure that the, the notion of pounding Tua is the key to stopping this offense because, first of all, nobody's done that this year, and he's not letting that happen. So I don't see that as the key. The key, again, neutralizing as best you can Tyreek Hill because if you give him any kind of room in the secondary, he's just going to torch everybody. All right. Now let's go to um, the Raiders' offense against the Dolphins' defense. The Raiders are going to have to score points. You're not going to beat these guys scoring 17, period. Just not going to happen. And, you know, if you can keep them in the 20s, I think that's a great thing. I, if the, if the, if the Dolphins are in the 20s, okay, then the Raiders got an upset. They get to the 30s, I, I, I'll be shocked. But here is what I think with the Raiders. You've got – they're going to have to be more aggressive with the rookie, and they're going to have to tell him this is – you know, the last two ball games, we've asked you to do what we want you to do and go win the game. There are two keys to this game for me for the Raiders' offense. Number one, Josh, McDan- Josh McDaniels. Josh Jacobs has to run for 150 yards. Very difficult to do against the Miami defense. Okay? I fully cede that, but it's a fact. Number two, 
they're going to have to be more aggressive with Aiden O'Connell throwing the football. Do you agree with those two analysis? If the Raiders win, they're going to have to do those two things. Um, I'm trying to see. And here's the thing, and it's tough for me to envision like the perfect scenario because the Dolphins have been not only they won at home, they're 4-0 at home, only team in the AFC without a loss at home. And not only that is they've won handily every time. Their biggest, their smallest margin of victory at home is 14 points. Um, and the New York Giants got a pick six, stayed in the game longer than they had any right to. Carolina got off the 14 nothing lead, couldn't hold it. Nobody's really run on the Dolphins since the first couple of weeks of the regular season. Mm-hmm. So I have a really hard time seeing Josh Jacobs erupt for hundred close. But here's the point: I don't think you heard my comment. I said I don't. I think it's be very difficult well, did, to do. Your... But if they win, this is how they're going to do it. It's not. Do we think it's difficult that they're going to do that? We all agree that. But I'm saying, as difficult as it is, if they're going to win, that's what they're going to have to do. I, I say, I think to me, it's more on the other side of the ball. I, I think, to me, first of all, O'Connell has to have a big game, without question. I think they can win without Josh Jacobs having a big game okay, if okay. they can get something done on defense. If, like, if they don't get takeaways on defense, they're not beating the Dolphins. Yeah, I agree with that 100. percent now, special teams, I think the Raiders have the best kicker and the best punter. I don't think special teams – I don't think the Dolphins suck. I'm not saying that. But I, I think the Raiders have the advantage in special teams uh, and with Carlson and A.J. Cole. What are your thoughts on special teams? Um, no, yeah, I don't disagree with you. And, and the Dolphins' special teams last year were, trying to be polite here, borderline brutal. Like practically every game they would lose on special teams and there would be the chance of a big play against them. Um, if they break even, they'll be fine. Uh, and they, they've been good in that department. They haven't given up a long return since a kickoff return for a touchdown in the Denver game in week three when the score was 63-13 to 13 at the time. So who cares? Um, it was completely inconsequential and that, that hasn't been an issue uh, the Raiders and, and great kicking and great punting is not going to stop the Dolphins offense from getting the job done and doing what it does. Uh, I I don't envision, even though I, I think the Raiders are going to win the special teams battle, I don't envision it's going to be anywhere near enough to where it would sway the outcome. I totally agree. This isn't a game that's won by field goals. This is Raiders got to score touchdowns. Completely agree. Now, I could see it if they did get the upset, it coming down to a final field goal, but they're not going to win this with four field goals. Nope. It would be like a 31-28 type of game where they won with the last one field goal, not all of them. I agree, 100%. All right. I want to talk about Coach McDaniels, your coach. When I say you're the team you cover, obviously not yours. You and I aren't fans. But – He's quirky. He's different. He is innovative. He is 
um, calculated. He's a different duck. He's not your, or a dolphin. He is not your typical NFL coach. I have some personal feelings, but I think he's good for the National Football League, which is very... Stuffy. Stuffy, good, yeah, good word. All right, your thoughts. Give me your analysis, please. Everything you said. He doesn't look like an NFL head coach. He doesn't sound like an NFL head coach. He's very smart. He's very unique. The players will even tell you that publicly on the record. I think the words they use is quirky. I think nerdy maybe is one that's been said. Um, but what he does is he relates to players very, very well. Uh, he is unwavering in his support. He, for example, he's done wonders for Tua's career way beyond X's and O's. And he's helped him a lot in that sense as well in, in, you know, in designing an offense that takes advantage of what Tua does best, which is quick decision, accuracy, and getting rid of the ball quickly. More than anything, from the start, he embraced Tua metaphorically. He may have done it literally as well. Wrapped through his arms around him. You're my guy. I believe in you. You're going to be a stud in my offense. And this was such a sharp contrast from the previous head coach who was not a Tua believer. And that, as much as anything else, lifted Tua's game along with the creation of this really, really, really cool offense with the injection of a stupid amount of speed. I mean, this is a type of speed that Al Davis, the, the famer, the Raiders owner, I don't have to say who he is, but... Al Davis would have loved this offense. I mean, it's speed on top of speed. And Dolphins are getting one of those guys back on Sunday, and the rookie Devon Achan, who in a straight line might be as fast as Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have the juke, the, the joystick side-to-side quickness that Tyreek has, but in a, in a straight line, ridiculously fast. Um, so Mike McDaniel, you put all those, those elements together, and he's created a, a team – where they have a lot of fun. McDaniel will get serious when he has to. Doesn't do it publicly. Publicly, it's always the quirky, the joke, the little quips and all that. The very long, elaborate answers. A lot of times to say nothing, but that's our problem, not the fans' problems. But so far, so good. The guy can coach. Now what he has to prove is when stuff gets real in December, can he make the adjustments and get it gets get his team to win the big games because they didn't do that last year other than winning the regular season finale against what by then was a horrible Jets team to get into the playoffs? Two more questions to me and we'll be done. Um, do you see Tua getting a monster biggest contract in the history of the NFL extension when he comes due? If he closes out the season, I mean, this is this is the very easy. I'll give you the easy answer and then the prediction. The very easy answer is if he closes the season the way he started it, because 
the last thing, the last hurdle that Tua has to clear for me, for example, and then I don't know for for others, I maybe for the Dolphins as well, to get that stamp of pure franchise quarterback, he's got to produce in the December, January games. And if you look at his resume, it's not there. That's obviously with the very obvious of he has to stay in the lineup the whole year. If if he does that, then let's say Dolphins finish strong, get a first round by. Sorry, sorry, home field advantage in the playoffs. Number one or number two seed in the FC playoffs. I think two is going to get a big contract. I don't know that he's going to top everybody else. I'm not buying that because even then you're still going to have that cloud over his head that there's still that durability issue. If he plays, even if he plays 17 games this year, it's going to be enough of a cloud to where I think you don't go. I don't think he surpasses Burrow. I'm not sure he surpasses, surpasses Justin Herbert. He'll certainly surpass Daniel Jones. Uh, that's an entirely different story as to why the Giants gave that to him, but uh, not sure he surpasses Jalen Hurts. But that's what he has to he what what he has to get to get done. All right, last question from me. As you know, I have friends part of the organization with the Dolphins. I have only heard one criticism of your head coach, and I want to ask you what you think. Um, but I've had some people say they like him. But there's concerns that he may not be genuine, that sometimes the quirkiness may be just not genuine. Do you think he's a genuine guy? Completely, totally. Um, that's never that doesn't even come close to my radar. I think that's who he is. That's who he is. He's always been a little bit different. I talked to folks in San Francisco before he was hired and they were like, and the, the concern there was, can he command a room? Cause he's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So that quirkiness and that, that all, that's who he is. Um, and he's not shy about saying it. He's like, he knows he's verbose. He knows he likes to joke. Um, yeah. I, I, I could be off the mark. I, I'm not, I'm not sensing a lack of, of genuineness. Sorry for the genuineness, genuine of, of, of being genuine. <laughs> I'm like stumbling over the word here, but I'm not, I'm not right. saying that. Awesome. All right. He is Alan Pupar. He is my colleague, also part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, all dolphins. And I'm Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. I appreciate you, Alan. Give me your final score prediction. What's the score going to be? I'm ready. I can't do that. Well, no, I, because you're my friend, I will do this. I will reserve the right to change because my final prediction always appears on alldolphins.com on Saturday morning. At this time, I would probably say 34-16 Dolphins. I appreciate you, my friend. Again, Alan Pupar, he's a great follow on Twitter. While the game's going on, I'll be tweet, retweeting him all during the game. Look forward to seeing him. I'm going to be having a nice dinner with him down in Miami tonight. Look forward to it. We'll see you all again real soon right here on Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. 
Whoa.